Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. The Filibuster, written by Alex146. Ambassador Jones sighed as he hung up the phone. He always expected this day to arrive, but it surprised him that it was him that they had asked for. Weary from lack of sleep, partially due to the constant bombings on the surface, he got up with a groan. Exiting his room, one of many in his vast underground bunker that was all that remained of Canada, he headed for the elevator that would take him to the surface. The halls were rather quiet, while remained of the army were sleeping or trying to hold back the ever-increasing number of invaders. There was no time to loiter around. The chariots had come swiftly, giving humanity almost no time to prepare for the invasion. They must have been observing humanity for some time, as they first struck strategic military bases, greatly diminishing mankind's ability to fight back. Still, humankind had endured using guerrilla warfare, camouflage, and every tactic in the book. As Jones stood in the elevator, waiting for it to complete a 54-story ascent, his thoughts lingered on his family. The chariots had not spared a thought for human non-combatants. The elevator dinged as it reached the top floor. Jones exited into the cavern, dimly lit to help mask its location, hide these installations. There was only one port of entry, and looking out of it now ached Jones's heart, seeing his country's heartland so devastated. The scarred remains of burnt forests, smoking craters, and concrete skeletons of a once-beating metropolis were all that remained. The war had been going on for nearly 38 years now. Jones had only been a child when it began. Significant progress had been made in technology due to the constant conflict, especially in military technologies. The war had mostly gone in the invaders' favor. The humans had learned few victories, such as the Battle of New York. Prizes from these wins were salvaging and dissecting to gain an advantage and understand the alien tech. Jones knew there were things in the works that did not have the clearance to know about. A powerful gust of wind cascaded towards Jones, blowing his coat high in the wind. One of the last surviving helicopters descended into the charcoal black forest floor. He stepped into the metal cavern and ascended into the sky. Over the horizon, in the wasteland of what used to be northern Quebec, was a grand snow-white dome, the largest structure in the Chariots invaders built. He silently wondered why he had chosen northern Quebec and wondered if it was to slow down any human response. The military aide sitting across from him in the cabin handed him a brown envelope over. He quickly opened it and read the contents. His face went pale with anxiety, unsure if it was within his means to accomplish. Hours later, they had almost reached the dome. Jones grabbed a pull from the helicopter and quickly swallowed it. The structure dwarfed anything besides it. The helicopter descended and a kilometer away from the drone. The aliens wanted to discuss the human surrender. They thought that the humanity could not continue, and as a gesture of goodwill, 
They had stopped advances, though no official ceasefire had been signed. Walking towards the structure, Jones saw alien ships moving to and fro, transporting mysterious cargo inside what looked like shipping containers. Alien guards watched every corner of every possible hiding spot. He walked up and entered where the guard began frisking him for weapons as another handed him a strange device, a translator. The guard explained the rules, don't interrupt someone speaking on penalty of death, and that the human would get a chance to speak their piece before the Grand Council. Jones walked into the dome and was escorted into a smaller room. Inside was a Grand Council organized into something reminiscent of a parliament back when it was still around. My brothers and sisters, today is the day that we have subdued the humans. A military leader exclaimed, cheers could be heard from the crowds. Now then, human, please entertain us with why we shouldn't demand unconditional surrender. The same alien said towards Jones in disgust and mockery. Well, Jones stood up and spoke out. I believe we should start with the beginning. Two hundred thousand years ago, Homo sapiens, or whole humanity, evolved from the plains of Africa. And in those two hundred thousand years... We've done a few great things. Major Grant Thomas stood on the bridge of the USS Vanguard. Mankind didn't stay at a standstill throughout the years. The first fleet had been under construction for decades and was only completed a year ago and with the help of alien technology. He looked into the terminal of the command seat and sat down in the chair. This would be humanity's last stand. All hands, battle stations, we're engaging on three. Only but centuries later, in the plains of Africa, aided by the Nile River, a grand civilization rose and prospered. They built great pyramids of stone and nothing but human ingenuity. Ambassador Jones continued. He peeked at his watch and noted that the speech had been going on for just under two hours now. The audience was getting uncomfortable and irritated. An alien commander stood in pure rage and exclaimed, Enough of this point! A single shot rang out, silencing the dissenter and splashed its steel blood on his neighbors in their horror. Clearing his throat, Jones continued the speech. He went on to describe construction techniques, how farming originated, and the domestication of animals. Many hours later, he began talking about some of the first great civilizations, the Romans, the Greeks, the Chinese. He watched with some pleasure how uncomfortable the Edians were, many having soiled themselves where they sat and now having to stay in such positions. Even as half of his audience had fallen asleep in their seats, their heads limp and canted to the side. He continued. He talked about the Crusades, our religious wars, and the many kings that populated the early medieval era. For many centuries, biological horrors haunted us, from the Black Death to tuberculosis. These mercifully killed our people, much like many of you have ordered to be done for decades now. Jones wondered how long these aliens could last. He smiled as many were trying to decide us to ignore the bodily needs. The first beat hovered just above the enemy fleet with their commanders away in the peace talks. Many were caught off guard as thousands of explosives dropped from above, instantly rendering many of the enemy vessels inoperable. Confused chariot soldiers rushed to escape pods. Command slowly broke apart while the fleet commander was asleep in the dome. 
The American Revolution was a point of great patriotism for Americans, while it was a time of great tactical failure for the British colonial army. The speech had been going on for little over 35 hours by now. Every single listener had passed out from exhaustion. Nevertheless, Jones continued. Five rotations of guards had since passed, making sure Jones continued to speak. The ambassador smirked like a cartoon villain at the thought of the havoc that being created on the battlefield. Fatigue was slowly getting to him, but he would not fail humanity. Over in Russia, captured chariot spaceships launched from secret bases, taking to the skies for the first time in a decade, heading for Earth's orbit. They targeted the chariot assets, destroying them as they desperately called for orders, but received none. And that was why World War I erupted, according to most historians, and I can see many parallels from back then, even today, in this conflict of ours. Neither side willing to give an inch, Everyone suffering because of the decisions of a few, not learning from our mistakes. We decided to repeat the same thing no less than 30 years later. The remains of the American Navy, now with more submarines than carriers, surfaced near New York, launching a barrage of missiles at the enemy garrison. Without their satellites active, the anti-air defense provided insufficient, with many finding their marks, inflicting enormous casualties. The 46th hour was upon Jones. Much of his energy was gone, only his willpower and adrenaline pushing him forward. Which brings us to our next topic at hand, when we landed on the moon. This was a rather big deal at the time, as we were in a cold war with the late Soviet Union, attempting to prevent the spread of their ideology. However, it was a great time for innovation and helped spark a generation's interest in science. British Special Air Service forces arrived in the charred remains of London with communications broken down. The occupying chariot soldiers panicked at the sight of a human bayonet charges. Their proud lieutenant of the chariot forces surrendered and hundreds of chariot troops were rounded up by mere dozens of SAS men. Then the Berlin Wall, erected a mere 28 years prior, fell after German Communist Party official Gunther Schaubersky mistakenly announced the lifting of travel bans permanently, with the famous quote of, immediately without delay, signaling the collapse of the Eastern Bloc and, by extension, the Soviet Union. By now, the officials hearing him out had long since woken up with the anxious for any type of food. Chinese Type 99 tanks drove alongside South Korean K-808s APVs as Shanghai was quickly overrun and recaptured. Much to the gods' surprise, the battle was quick, lasting little over 60 minutes as 50 caliber machine guns tore through the enemy. All that remained was the teal blood that ran across the cracked pavement. 51 hours elapsed as Ambassador Jones fought the alluring invitation of sleep, continuing the longest speech ever recorded. Stopping now would likely mean his instantaneous death, so he pushed on, conjuring words to protect himself. The September 11th attacks were a catastrophe and sparked the American war and terror. Countless U.S. troops were deployed to the Middle East, and in 2011, then-President Barack Obama announced the death of al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden, though the war continued. Artillery and gunshots rang out from outside. The screaming of guards could be heard, though no one dared avert attention to the battle occurring just meters from the dome's entrance. 
Which brings us to today. Ambassador Jones concluded, Today, on the 5th of August, 2065, humanity will witness the defeat of the alien invaders because a filibustering diplomat distracted the alien command. At that moment, dozens of Canadian special forces smashed open the doors of the assembly chamber. They instantly pummeled all resistance with a hail of automatic fire, leaving every vital figure at the mercy of humankind. I trust that explains why humanity will not accept unconditional sur- surrender. Ambassador Jones collapsed on the floor as the Canadian soldiers rushed to his aid. Soldiers rounded up generals, senators, and other prominent leaders in the alien invasion. It was time to bring the war to the home front. End of story. Story number two. Spiders, written by a glass of whiskey. Ah, a spider! He didn't believe his antenna, the ferocious human that had bravely petted the hairy monster of the calling from Tatian Five that had more teeth than hair, was standing in the corner and pointing at a small black spot. Looking again at the human to verify that it was the very same, uh, yep, back to the dot, must be immensely poisonous if a human is reacting this way. Stay back! I'll get the flamethrower. No! That'll ruin the wall. Can't you just swat it with a bit of paper? The creature that the human was afraid of, and he was supposed to just walk up to it and swat it. Not on his life. Nope. I'm getting the flamethrower. And after a second thought, and a bucket of water. One fiery minute later... So, what was that anyway? No corpse could be found, but the flames had licked the wall black. Nothing could have survived that. A spider! The quick look at the translator told him that they could indeed be very poisonous. Good, that we got it before it bit anyone. No one should have to die by something so terrible. Die? Oh, no, that, that one wasn't poisonous. So it was super strong or something. No, um, you could have just swatted it with a bit of paper, as I told you. They're just uh, icky. Icky? We did all of this for icky? You did all this for icky. Thanks, by the way. He didn't believe this, destroying a perfectly good coat of paint because a human had found a creature icky. But, but, but you pet a creature with more teeth and brain cells. How can a tiny spider scare you? The human crossed her arms and stared at him. They're just scary, okay? Look, that creep up in you, and they just... Ugh, icky. The human shivered at the mentioning of the last word, as if remembering something terrible. Better check the rest of the room, then. There may be more, and I'd prefer it if we didn't have to burn the whole room down from spiders. He looked under her bed, and indeed, there were a couple piles of what translated as showed him as spider eggs. There were some here. Let me just get them with this paper this time. No more burning down rooms. When he touched them, they burst open and tiny eight-legged creatures rushed out. Ah! He instinctively retracted his hand. They were pouring out on every egg now and were moving closer to him like a black wave of icky. Ah! He quickly got to his feet. What is it? The human had noticed a black wave expanding from under the bed. Wreck that. The flamethrower was laying just outside the room. She grabbed the screaming alien and pulled him out of the room before equipping the flamethrower. Turning around to face the door of the room, the black wave was almost out now. It had spread across the walls and ceiling and the whole room seemed to be in motions. 
They were climbing atop of each other, forming balls that dripped down from the ceiling. Oh, no, you don't, you motherfreckers! As flames shot out from the mouth of the flamethrower, enveloping the room in a fiery death. She yelled, violently yanking the mouth of the flamethrower back and forth, as well as up and down. Those spiders were getting past her today. In the end, only a burnt-out husk of a pitch-black room remained, as she stood before the total destruction with an empty flamethrower huffing in exhaustion. They looked at each other, understanding, burning in each other's eyes. That just say it was a six-foot-tall man-eating spider, easier to explain. Deal. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.